You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about itty bitty podcasts. Podcasts. Merry Mini Monday, Chunkies. I'm Carter. I'm Justin Aaron Doge Dozier. Weird. I'm Jordan. <laughs> Let's talk about box office ball. To Please. Start. Um, there haven't been a ton of movies in our box office ball Mm-mm. out. I think they kind of stopped doing them this year. Yeah, they're sort of taking a break from movies this year, yeah. I heard. I am in the lead, but I think it will soon be relinquished. Um, I have, there's 327 million, uh, which it's funny to think that that's about to get passed. <laughs> movies make yeah. so much money. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty uh, 327 million. Uh, Ralph Fiennes, Ray Fiennes has made the most uh, for my team because of Doolittle, actually. Mm. A little bit over 180 mm. million. Ali Wong did a lot more like it. <laughs> yeah. Ali Wong is about 150 million for birds of prey, which had a name change recently yep. to try and make more money. Yep. Woo. Yikes. Uh, and then Doge is in second with that $180 million do little money for RDJ. Do little De Niro. And then no, no he's not in that. I don't no think. Nero um, is team Jordan, but got $0. Uh, the three of us, it'll be a wash. I think each of us have somebody in onward. Yeah. Yes. Which we'll be releasing. This coming yep. weekend. Uh, I want to talk about the news and let's try in, in the news a different way now. Okay. Uh, I think I need to take advantage of the broadcast communications undergraduate degree that I have. Sure. Wait, that's your undergrad? It is. That's mine too. That's amazing. That's crazy. Uh, and so I did have a dream at one point of like being an anchor. And so from now on. On a boat? Yes. I want to, I want to be what keeps people safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's also a hindrance in good action movies. That's fair. I'm going to start reading off the news, and that'll be what we talk about. And then we'll see if you guys can catch on. But once at the end, when I say, they were all caught. And then we'll say, end the news. My favorite part of like together. everything cool is how they lay out exactly how it's going to happen before they do it. It's just so everybody's <laughs> on the same page about like how great it's going to be. Hope we're better at this than we are at extra credit. And we need, we need like a good like news flash noise. I got you. If any of those exist I got you. for free. <laughs> You want us to do it live or no? Okay. No. <laughs> and it's like, it's the news time. It's the news time. It's the news time. A Bob stepping down, a Bob beefing up, a Bond going long, and a boogeyman with a beehive. These were all caught 
in the, the news. news. So we're starting uh, with such yeah. a strange thing. Bob Iger. Yeah. How do we think about that? He's not booted. Like he's no. literally going maybe down a rung. Yeah. But he's done all these things. I like think massive that's, things for Disney. That's what been in the works mean? for a while. Like, I think that was oh, always his plan was to build Disney into this, to turn it from a, a Boy, house he, of original ideas right. into a, a conglomerate of all these other IPs and then step down and hand it over to somebody he could else. not wait to not have that responsibility anymore. For real. Uh, it goes over to another Bob, Bob Chapik. Is that how you pronounce his name? I have name? no idea. He was over Disney parks. Yeah. And so it's not like this guy. It's like the other Bob is there. That's the exact transition that Iger made too, right? He was over parks and then ended up being over the whole thing. Oh, Isn't maybe that that's right? like the, the next I man know. up. I don't remember. Our Bob beefing up is Robert Pattinson. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of news out there on, uh, he's trying to bulk up. This was happening like last fall. He's having trouble, which I mean, he, he's not, it doesn't seem like he's got the body. No. To, to be a real big boy. I so think he can do it. With all this news though, how necessary is it to the two of you for Batman to be ripped very strong how do you but how does it have to does it have to be uh like henry cavill ripped for batman why can't we have a lean i think if there was any i think because of his angst i'm fine for him he doesn't have to look like uh john michael from like Arrested Development or whatever his name is. George Michael. George Michael. George Michael. Yeah. He doesn't have to look yeah. like Michael Sarah or something. Yeah, I think there's a there's a point though with Batman where he he part of what makes him scary is that he can take you. I think um, if you want a lean and lithe Batman, that's when Dick Grayson is Batman because yeah. he's an acrobat. Or yeah. that's Batman Beyond. Beyond. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where the so we gotta have him help him with bit. the yeah. strength. But Batman's a big boy. Batman needs to be a big boy. Yeah, I even think. Christian Bale is probably one of the most slender Batman. He's the smallest we've had, Batman we've had, but, but he's still, still big. good enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and I think Pattons. I mean, humans can build muscle. That's how it goes. I think Pattinson can get there. But I mean, Nanjiani. I think. Yeah, for real. Part of it is also Batman needs to be a very good, um, like martial artist. Yeah. And and there, I don't know. There's a part of me that's like. If you're small, you can hit a bunch, but a big dude comes along, what are you going to do? Yep. Maybe I don't know anything about martial arts. Well, it's Maybe definitely it's a like, big part of his role prep understanding. It's the sure. balance between bulk and acrobatics, though, because I never for a second bought that Ben Affleck's Batman could run very fast. Or <laughs> right. Do, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, he's just too big for that. So I think there's yeah. a that balance. But what's the difference, though? Because Henry, Henry Cavill... I could watch him sprint and be like, I bet he could still go faster. <laughs> yeah, that's he's true. He's bigger than Affleck. That's true. And I think it's that Affleck has... Um, Affleck seemed sadder. Yeah. <laughs> Just more slow emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm blind and an idiot, but I feel like Pattinson can pull it off. I, f- I think he can get shreddy boys. Love yeah. the suit, and, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> really, really into the way the suit looks. Love you. Love yeah, I was going to... Yeah. Sorry, I had to beat you too. I know. Um, I thought... It's it's funny, like especially with uh, such an iconic hero, an iconic pop culture character as Batman. How many uh, stories and counter stories there are about things? It's like, yeah. well, that wasn't Pattinson on the motorcycle. That's his stunt double. And then there's all the people that's like they just ripped this from Nolan or uh, uh, from uh, Snyder's because it looks exactly like Ben Affleck's face hmm. in some of these pictures and. It's just so funny, all the stuff around it. But it's definitely the suit that has the, we've got it again. We've got the. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can look at there. the gauntlets to tell that it's the Pattinson suit. I mean, yeah. they're very unique gauntlets mm-hmm. to the live action Batman movies. Yeah. They look more like Talon from Snyder's New 52 run. Yeah. yeah. Which would be a very interesting story to tell. But I think you're right about your, your zero year. 
Yeah, I think they're going for more of a zero-year thing because Riddler's the main villain in that. I don't think that they're going to go full-on apocalyptic Gotham. L- Lions in the Coliseum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think we're going something really tonally similar to zero-year because it looks like the new 52 story. suit. A uh, mixture of like Talon's gauntlet. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Court of Owls play into future movies. Dude, the Court of Owls is such an untapped gem of storytelling in the How Batman universe. How lucky are we to live through that iconic time in Batman history? I know. That's some of the best Batman storytelling. Anyway. If, if not the best. Yeah. Well, I need to read it. It's very good. I don't know what you're talking about. So good. Um, This is going to be our longest Bond film ever by yeah. about 15 minutes. Two hours and 43 oh, minutes. Oh, yeah. For, uh, does, my question for this, though, with this movie coming out and being long, uh, which it's called No Time to Die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I, every die movie <laughs> comes into my head at that point. Um, does it matter to you how long a movie is? And if so, in what context? I, I am not, this is not a big deal for me. I, I'm, no. I'm excited maybe to find out it's two hours and 40. Like, I'm still going to go see it. Yeah. But well, it does not make a difference to me. If it's I, a movie I'm not interested in and it's got a super long runtime, that can be intimidating because I already am going in not wanting to sit through it. But if it's a movie I'm the least bit interested in, make it eight hours. I think it all depends on the script. If the movie can support it, that's fine. But if we have things like we did this a ton in the Hobbit trilogy, yeah. where we artificially pad the runtime with right. a bunch of action sequences and our characters are in their journey. Not their physical journey to the mountain, right? But in their emotional journey, their relational journey with each other. They're There's in the same pause. spot yeah. at the end of that action sequence as they were at the beginning. Yeah. Um, some Marvel movies actually have this problem pretty big as well, where there's just an extra action sequence and it pads the runtime to another 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. If the script can support it, I'm all for it. It's, yeah. it's certainly different times. I mean, we've got uh, No Time to Die coming out and it's two hours and 43 minutes. And we just reviewed the first Rambo movie which was just about 93 minutes. Yeah. And so like, that's more than an hour longer for action movies. And it didn't feel like action was usually the genre that's going to be long like that. It was yeah. like your epic sound like of music piece and that gone kind of with thing. the wind, yeah. Yeah. Like things like that. But Costume it doesn't make epic. too big of a difference to me either. I think mm-hmm. there's certainly uh, an amount of time that would be surprising. Like when uh, the new Christopher Nolan movie comes out, Tenet, if it's six hours, l- if it's fine. less than two hours, I'm kind of surprised because yeah. I'm disappointed Chris, if it's Chris less than seems two hours. to go long yeah. on, on a lot of his movies, but yeah, really interesting. Uh, have y'all seen the trailer for Candyman? No. Yes. Okay. It's creepy. Yes. Um, the conversation I want to have around this, and it's funny because I watched Jordan Peele um, have an interview. I really, I think it was on IMDb uh, about like the influences that he has, like, which is clearly Hitchcockian. Um, Candyman may, was a big role for him because it was a, a big time African-American uh, antagonist in the original. Uh, and so our, our scary guy is, is, is black. And same, same guy. It's the same actor. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's, Oh wow. Uh, really interesting. He's also in it, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a weird twist on it. But mm-hmm. my thing well, is, it, it is a, it is a sequel. Right. To the original set in the same place, you know, 20 something years later, which right. is, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting approach for sure. Especially for horror. One of the reasons I wanted to bring this up too, is this isn't being directed by Jordan Peele. Is it not? No, this is not. And that's producing, right? Yes, that's perfect. Because I want to talk about this. I don't know. How much of a difference do you think? And I'm, and I'm looking at my Spielberg guy too. How much of a difference do you think it makes for someone to be a director over producing a film? It depends on how hands on the producer is, I think, because it, you know, we have things like justice league, which were pretty famously ruined by the studio heads, which, would include the people who produced the film and the the rumors that they were micromanaged to death. But traditionally, I think a director has more impact because they're on set every day with the actors, yeah. unless they're shooting B unit stuff. But it does not mean much to me 
to see a name attached as a producer. Yeah. Because, uh, and I bring up Spielberg because Spielberg would, that would happen to Spielberg all the time. Yeah. Produced by. It's just saying like, right. well, how much? The He's going to be a big time producer for supposedly the new Indian Jones I was about movie. to say, the rumors that that's happening with, with Indy 5. They're, that yeah, they're saying very hands-on though. James but, Mangold is going to be directing. Yep. But I think this this feels, I don't think I like it. I totally get it. It's going to make a lot more money for people to see Jordan Peele. Yep. But people are going to walk in expecting a Jordan Peele directed film. And I don't, I don't think it hurts the director too much because anyone can say, Hey, it says produced by yeah, or, or influenced by or something. But uh, it's, it is, it has a different weight to me to find out that he, but do I also want to know that he's a part of it? So that does excite me. I think, I think Jordan Peele of anybody in Hollywood has earned the right for a little bit of trust to say that if he's decided that he's going to, is he executive producer? I don't know what he's, if he's decided that he's going to produce and slap his name on this, it's probably going to be pretty good. I mean, I would imagine he's got, he, I, I feel like he's got his pick. At this he also point. wrote the screenplay. So that's a huge part. Yeah. yeah that's go. a big deal. Um, to me, that's the bigger draw yeah. of, because like it, it, you know, producer credits can kind of mean anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I bought you lunch one day on set, you could credit me as a producer on your movie. You know what I mean? There's like a right. kind of a, a, fluctuating criteria for what yep. that means. So I mean, I Scorsese's say, produced a ton of very non-Scorsese-esque oh, movies. For right. sure. Um, I think I am all for, and I think we would all, like, green light. People, people need to research a little bit before going to see a movie with things like this. Like, the reason I wanted to bring this up is, okay, make sure. Like, make sure. If, this is, if you are a favorite and you want to make sure that you've seen every Jordan Peele-directed movie and this is on your list. Shouldn't be. Look yeah. in. Look into that. Yeah. Like, and that doesn't mean you're not going to also be somebody that's influenced by wanting to see that sure. movie. Oh, I thought he was directing it until right now. Right. So like go in and check that stuff out. And it happens a lot with really big names. You're never going to see that with someone who's on the way up that it's being produced by them. Right. Yeah. I think once they've reached that point, which maybe that's a pretty fun marker to say how much the, like how much Hollywood respects them. Right. Or how much, at least the viewer, I guess, is who drives that. But when was it, was it Deadpool two that turned that on its head with its trailers from the studio that brought you and then named like a bunch of flops Yeah, as their yep. things. That's pretty funny. No, I, I mean, honestly, instantly less interested in this movie. Once you said it wasn't directed by Jordan Peele, like yep. in the moment you said it, studios will do that though with a lot of big, like, do you guys remember the show falling skies on TNT? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their whole marketing lead up to that show was making a big deal about how it's Steven Spielberg on TV. It's Spielberg on TV. And just, he produced it as an executive producer and was like very not involved with it. He's but doing that for amazing stories now too, yeah, for Apple TV. Exactly. They're doing the same kind of thing. But they just, they, they put his name on it to hope to draw people in, which mm-hmm. is, kind of feels like what might be happening with Candyman. Yeah. And Could that's, be. it's kind of Except for him writing the except script. Writing is a big Except for he yeah. wrote the script. So that's yeah. why it's like, look into it. Yeah. Look at yeah. the credits and all that stuff. If, if you're not, uh, as familiar with IMDb, that's listed before the actors are. So you're able to see yeah. the, the massive influence on a movie by just hardly having to scroll down. Um, I'd love to end today's episode playing a game. Ooh. I love those. I promise we won't do extra credit. <gasps> I told y'all we wouldn't do it the entire Saturday afternoon except for that one time. Yeah. yeah. So we're not. Yeah. That's good. So let's play Rumpelstiltskin. <gasps> we see ya! Sorry to those of you in your car that just swerved into oncoming traffic. I'm not going to apologize. If you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, like as you're falling asleep, we're not responsible for the dreams you're going to have because of that little stinger. March 6th, PG-13, hour and 41 minutes. Okay. If you've never played Rumpelstiltskin before, played along with us, 
Uh, I am reading a synopsis of a movie that I am assuming that neither of my co-hosts have heard of, and they have to guess the name strictly based off of the synopsis. Here's our first one. Sentenced to a South African prison for 12 years, anti-apartheid activist Tim Jenkin and his fellow inmates devise a daring plan to escape. Daniel Radcliffe, Ian Hart. That's like Daniel Radcliffe. If you give me 10 guesses for the first name you were going to read, Daniel Radcliffe would not have been in that list. (laughs) Hey, what's the protagonist's name? Uh, Tim Jenkin. It's called No Tim to Die. (laughs) Uh, This director's filmography is this movie. (laughs) Escape from Pretoria. Wait, is that the name of this movie? I just said it. That's how you not play Rumpelstiltskin. I didn't even get my (laughs) guess. Good job. Escape from Pretoria. Go, guys. It's been a little bit. Good guess. Dude, yeah. you got it dead on. That's a point me. <laughs> Here's our next one. I do this kind of stuff. <laughs> Just trying to show that I'm human. Um, PG-13, hour and 49 minutes, comes out March 13th. You don't need a past to have a future. <laughs> That's it. Huh. <clears throat> okay. This is the here and now boy. This is a movie about an AI that gains consciousness, and it's called The Turing Test. Very clever. This movie's called Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. (laughs) Oh. Okay. Oh, my goodness. It's called what? Bloodshot. Bloodshot? Bloodshot. Bloodshot. With Vin Diesel. My family. A bit shot in the blood. <laughs> March 13th. Don't shoot my blood. An hour and 44 minutes. A New York detective investigates the death of his daughter, who was murdered while on her honeymoon in London, the victim of an apparent serial killer. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. This one's called. Jansen. This one's called Honeymoon Bunches of Oats. Because it's a serial. Oh, killer. oh, I get it now. Honeymoon Nut Cheerios would also work. This movie's called The Ripper. She was killed by Jack the Ripper. This movie's called The Postcard Killings. Mm. Mm-hmm. So intimidating. Uh, People are going to talk about that yeah. for a long time. Wow. Y'all remember when everybody thought uh, The Snowman was going to be good and then it wasn't? <laughs> March 13th. You mean Jack Frost? Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, okay. my bad. Yeah. An hour and 38 minutes. <laughs> a distraught woman suspects her teenage son is plotting a school shooting, but when he slips through the cracks of the system, she must take matters into her own hands. This is a dark movie. Jeez. This is a dark one. It's called Mommy's Boy. Ooh, nice. This movie's called Hall Mometer. (laughs) (laughs) This movie's called Mom, but it's an acronym. Oh, no. Mothers of Monsters. Oh. Eh. Golly. That is grim. Yikes. Golly. I have one more. I feel like we didn't stop and appreciate Hall Mometer quite enough. We appreciated it as much as it deserved. Fair enough. Coming out March 13th, an hour and 55 minutes. PG. They wanted to make sure we knew it was PG. The true story of Christian music star Jeremy Camp and his journey of love and loss. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. Gary Sinise is in this, (laughs) y'all. Guys, Gary Sinise plays Jeremy Jeremy Camp's dad, Jeremy Camp's dad, and Jeremy Camp's mom is played by Shania Twain. Oh, wow. Are y'all going to go see this movie? I'm busy that day, I think. 
Uh, this guy also did the movie I Can Only Imagine. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah. Woodlawn. Yeah. So the true story of Christian music star Jeremy Camp and his journey of love and loss. This movie's called Camp Rock. Colon, no, not that one. <laughs> this movie's called Frosted Tips, colon, Raw and Real, the true Jeremy Camp story. Oh, my gosh. This movie is called I Still Believe. Oh, yeah. That good? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> to end this episode, I was trying to look up the budget for this film because I was going to give you all a budget, too. But we can assume it's it's big enough to show up on IMDb's yeah. coming soon. Yeah. Um, to end this episode, I'd love to hear your name. And I would love for you to make a biopic about a music artist that people might not ever care about. My name is Carter. And my biopic is going to be called Otherfoot. And it's the whoever the least popular member of Switchfoot is. But it's just only about him. That's I don't fair. even think anyone else in Switchfoot <laughs> is in it. Yeah. Maybe it's the bass player. Bass player's Tim. He's, I mean, he's probably hey, Tim's pretty, pretty good. cool. Tim's pretty cool. Tim's pretty cool. I'm Doge, and my biopic is called Mumford and Dads. <laughs> and it's the dads of the guys in Mumford and Sons, but they never meet each other. There's just, I don't know, how many people are in Mumford and Sons? 12? Uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> There's, who knows? There's just 12 different, 12 different men, each taking their children to banjo lessons. Many sons have the whole movie. Mumford. Yeah. Um, my movie's uh, Jordan. And my movie's called Being Ashley, and it's the story of uh, Ashley Simpson's meteoric crash Ooh, after her. Uh, I'd see that movie. Her failed SNL so deep jig. impact too. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then she just does a jig and leaves. Oh my gosh. So uh, yeah, that's a. Uh, Is it called Jig? <laughs> no, it's called Being Ashley. Oh, that's right. That's right. I dig that. Like a phoenix rising from the Ashley. Sorry. Nope. It's called Simply Ashley, the Ashley Simpson story. <laughs> I dig it. I thought you were going to say it's called Being Ashley and it's about Ashley Olsen and Mary Kate is not in it. <laughs> <laughs> For My sister know, and I, everybody thinks we're the you. same. Says you. You can't prove it, I guess. You can't prove it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.